night I'm so salty, must not give in to rage And I'm wondering what those rollers will say Scarves to the left of me, cheers to the right Here I am, gonna roll a derby tonight Gonna roll a derby tonight Gonna roll a derby tonight Coming straight to you from Australia and Hong Kong And more Australia is yep. the rollers it's good that we've expanded out into like Southeast Asia because otherwise I wouldn't be able to join the podcast anymore, you know, and how terrible would that be? <laughs> I like how you think like we've expanded into Southeast Asia. It's not actually anyone from Southeast Asia. We just sort of moved an existing Australian person <laughs> over there. I've, just kind of- I've colonized. <laughs> just, just colonized across the fucking waves. Just took over. Oh, fantastic. Um, yeah. So we've got, got like some table noise going on. Yeah, all kinds of nonsense. That's all right. Um, so we are joined this week by we've got Merlin, who is the the old hat roller from the ori- the original state. We know him. How's it going, Merlin? You good? What up? Yep, Excellent. I can prove it. I've got a got a bowling jersey thing and all. Oh, he's got it's the got my name pink and it. black on. Snazzy. Uh, and I am Nathan slash Butters over here from Western Australia, and also from Western Australia, we are joined by Aaron, or Abitan, as he is known on Discord. Aaron, how you doing? Not bad. Good to be on. I think that was me kicking the cord. I didn't want to say anything until I was introduced. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> all Leave good. Knows now, man. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, uh, Aaron, very quickly about yourself, what is your clan of choice? What do you play? Uh, I've been playing Unicorn. Forever, but you've been you've been you've been no, dab- well, dabbling recently, right? Bit of bit of dragon, bit of crab. Yeah, yeah, it's good. I don't know, it's good to mix it up. I think I get I, I get a bit. I mean, I'm, yeah, it gets a bit boring playing with one clan all the time. Maybe yeah, there's I'm plenty of options out there. Main, but it's good to have, have some no fun with different stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Merlin, Merlin's a one clan kind of man. He doesn't really. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't stray. He's, he remains faithful all the time. Yeah, I'm a member. I'm a member of the very elite one percent club, which is that I play other clans one percent of the time. <laughs> it's not. A, it's no way to live. I mean, it's all well and good to have loyalties, but you know, you gotta. The, yeah. you, you're, you're literally. If you're doing that, you're literally paying for just tons of cards that you're never using. <laughs> like there are so many, so many dynasty cards that you just won't even see. No, no, hang on. Don't get me wrong. Like, I have decks for other clans, but they're for other people to play, you know? Oh, I see. So they do get used. Yeah, that's right. People are in the game. I'm like, hey, check out this dragon deck. (laughs) You're an old school player, right? I think you're carrying that clown loyalty. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. (laughs) It was a super big thing back then. Like, you'd get special letters when you joined the Imperial Assembly and all that stuff. That's something I really like about some of the drew me to the game was like fan loyalty. Yeah. Did you play old yeah. L5R? No, I didn't at all. No, no. It was really good though. Like it was, there was a lot more story. I think I have a, a feeling that FFG L5R is going to slowly go in that direction. Like they've released a couple of clan letters um, over the last couple of days and they have got more story choice tournaments sort of popping up. Like they've got this other one with Meizawa where clan champion is choosing where to send the Inquisitor. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's all good stuff. Yeah. That's yeah. at the, the UK, the UK event. It's kind of strange. It seemed a little bit out of nowhere that 
yeah the, that story choice just kind of materialized in the what is it the uk games expo tournament yeah it's, isn't it? isn't it a grand cote over there or something yeah that's right it's yeah, in grand um cote. birmingham that's what it is birmingham that's right is that and oh that's the big contentious one yeah where they the crane pack's not legal and stuff Ooh, is yeah, that it Ooh, oh my God. it just made so that's many people <laughs> angry <laughs> shouldn't have brought it up <laughs> so much rage so, so sad um yeah, the crane pack has had crane pack has had a big influence on the game, actually, right? Oh, massive! Yeah. I think well, the thing is, it feels that way. But that's because that was the last one, and like Unicorn was only two weeks prior, right? So yeah, Unicorn had a two week long. Man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. like they, I, th- I feel like Unicorn and Crane are sort of on top of each other as far as meta change goes. I feel like like Uji, I haven't seen him ruin as many lives as I expected, but he is obviously super strong. But yeah. cr- the unicorn pack like chagatai even though i think he's kind of boring um has obviously he's just made, made he's super strong like when he hits the table yeah. he dominates games like yeah he just really really goes nuts um i think uji maybe just requires a little bit too much setup because he's a big fat investment and then you need the fate to buy the extra people don't get me wrong he's still busted as fuck but he's um yeah he's a good body just doesn't warp as hard as i thought he would which is a good thing. Well, you know, I think if you're willing to buy Yoshi, then you're definitely willing to buy Uji. I've, yeah, I've never rated Yoshi at all. I, I struggle with any card that just might not work, period, because I can't get the favor. Like, I really struggle with Sencha, even though it's a really good card. And I, any of those things, I just, they hurt well, me. Well, it sounds like you just need to include more Ancient Masters in your deck, mate. <sighs> <laughs> Ancient Master makes me so mad. It's the dumbest. <laughs> Don't stop me on Ancient. No, it's just, it's stupid. Well, like, everyone loses their mind over that stupid card. All it is is pay one for two glory for the turn. Like, okay. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, lame. Yeah. But that, yeah. that's because your favor is, like, really important. Right, Aaron? It, it is, but I, look, I've been thinking about that. Everyone loves him, but then there's these one cost, two glory guys in line that, I guess it's the dynasty rather than the conflict that everyone's down on. Yeah, right. People just, they hate on him all the time. I don't think that, I mean, admittedly they are fucking awful, but (laughs) (laughs) don't get me wrong. (laughs) Like, we're not going to have a War Dog Master conversation again, don't worry about that, but um, we've learned from those mistakes. But um, yeah, I think, I think half the issue with Lion, to be honest, I think, I think it's the pride keyword. Like, it's obviously treated like every other keyword. But it's just as likely a bad thing as a good thing, and so it obviously doesn't quite work right. Like, yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. There was that attachment out of Phoenix that gives you pride, and mm. it never felt good, right? It felt like whenever you played it, you were baiting your opponent into kind of <laughs> it's almost a doing harpoon. more to win the, <laughs> win the conflict, right? Because yeah. you, you're in the conflict, and, and the other person passes, and you're like, oh, okay, that signals that they don't have oh. anything left to do in the conflict and you're like great i will put on my uh magnificent kimono and then they're like oh all right well now i'll touch a fan you know <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> you lose it i suppose the thing with the magnificent kimono is you can use it like offensively like if you can turn it into a win more card right or or lose yeah. le- lose more card i or guess for your opponent. <laughs> so you can drop it on your opponent's i don't know tuturi or whatever if he's not winning and dishonor him and then just yeah. keep doing it but i don't know i know I know we passed it, but I really like Sencha. I really like that you get some turns in a game where you know 
doesn't matter what happens this turn if you lose provinces, but if you get the favour, then your big events are safe in Unicorn anyway. Yeah, I felt I, like. Yeah, and you they made really exciting turns for yeah. me. Yeah, like I feel like the Imperial favour doesn't matter much at all in this game except for Censure. Yeah. Like, as I said, I, yeah. I struggle with any card like that that just might not work for me, but even if I don't have censure myself, I'm always very aware that my opponent probably does somewhere in their yep. deck, yep. and so I still want the favour almost exclusively for that reason. Yeah. And if yep. they've got the favour, that's just it, right? You can't tech around it, really. I mean, there's that Scorpion chick, what's her name? The one that nabs the favor when she dies. But even that, it's like wow. you gotta wait for her to die, right? You gotta throw her off a bridge or something to get that done. So Fawning Diplomat? Is that what it is? Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. Diplomat. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, no, but you know, they're all it's good, so I like it for that reason. Um but other cards like like Yoshi, which is where we started, I don't I struggle with with that sort of stuff that just might not work. It feels like a giant liability. That said, he hands my ass to me every time what's he hits the table. So, what's your take on Yoshi the Storm takes place, is which is savage. The yeah, Ujiaki as well. Also, very, yeah. very crazy. Um, I don't know if there's a couple of others out there, but they're all rubbish. Can you guys tell me the name of the Dragon Clan monk that uses the Imperial Favor? No. <laughs> Aaron? <laughs> no idea? All right. If yeah. anybody in the audience knows the name of the monk, tweet <laughs> it. Does. Tweet it's, it at us. <laughs> I could tell you off the top of my head, but I'm not going to spoil it. I will, because otherwise we're going nowhere, right? No. So it's the. Do you remember the itinerant the it, itinerant philosopher? I think his name is. So right. He's like yeah. a one-two for two, and you've got to like be in a conflict and discard the favor, and then you can send someone home or something. Some little monk that is. I don't think wow. ever. He's never seen the inside of a deck ever. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I'm not convinced that card has ever even been sleeved. Like, <laughs> I don't think it's ever taken place. Oh, it's, it's not only that; it's choose an opponent's participating character with one or more attachments. Bow that character. Yeah, and you have to have the favor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. two cost for a one-one. Yep, never mind. <laughs> Move on. Junk. Yeah. Oh, like, uh, yeah. No, he is. All right. Um. So, anyway, Aaron, you, as we were saying earlier, you started playing Five Rings over with one of the Imperial Advisor guys and a, a crew over in Ireland before yeah. you moved back here? Yeah, Justin and the crew over in, um, in Limerick there. That's cool. Are they horrible people and really awful? They're amazing people. <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen, all of them. <laughs> Gentlemen, all no, of them. Yeah. No, they were they were they were great to start with. I played X with with a lot of them, and then when Five Rings was re-released, Justin was obviously one of the big drivers. But everyone kind of kind of jumped nice. across. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. so do you, good fun. do you find there's is there much of a like a meta slash play tone difference between? sort of over here and over there? Like, does the game feel different with the way people play it? Or is are nerds just nerds and they're going to do what nerds do? <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> I, th- I mean, I think there's a bit of that. But, but I mean, it, when I first came over, it felt like it was more... It was a p- pretty competitive group over there in Ireland. Yep. Um, and we've certainly got competitive guys here, but there's a good bit of, you know... People trying to make stuff work and playing fun decks and 
nice way of saying we're kind of just shit compared to them. <laughs> well, I've, I've come to realize that. It's nice to win. Stu- <laughs> yeah, I can take my stupid drool- dueling dragon deck and, and have some fun with it and yeah. not worry so much nah, good stuff. about what happens. Nah, cool. Yeah. yeah. Nah, I dig it. Yeah. Now, um, so you, was it, it wasn't the weekend just passed, wasn't the tournament we had. You had a dragon dueling deck, the one before that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> what was the, the win condition on that? Were you going for, like, a bit of a switch, or is it... No, it's pure dishonor. I mean, I had dishonor? a hard time breaking provinces, but it can. Yeah. Can. <laughs> yeah. Uh, have just you guys... getting those die shows out and hoping you've got enough duels in your hand to, to yeah. bring it down to zero with a Die show. I, I would... I would put actual money on Daisho hitting a restricted list by the end of the year. Yeah. Like, it's, oh, it's just not fun to play against. It's uh, amazingly it, fun to play, but to play against it. Um, well, the thing is, if you put a Daisho on the table, right, then somebody isn't getting to play their game anymore. Yeah, Either. Because yeah. someone that knows no, how to play against- Yeah, no, seriously, because and it's exactly the same sort of argument as Tanaka, albeit not as bad, because all you need is a bit of attachment hate, right? And you can manage it, and you should already have that in your deck. But- Yeah, well, you need when, attachment hate, but yeah. you can't play it during the conflict, because it'll, nah. get, it'll get Defend Your Honor. Oh, well, I've had Defend Your Honor get Defend Your Honor, and then they have that yeah, get Defend Your yeah. Honor. So you got, like, three duels back-to-back almost. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is fantastic shenanigans, and it's actually pretty good fun. But um, I think I find with the day show, my reasoning is that if I'm on the receiving end of the day show and I've got all these jewels coming downrange at me, then I feel like I can't do anything because if I, because yep. you are dueling me not to win the jewels, you're dueling me for that honor grind. Yeah, absolutely. And those yeah. jewel effects are going on because you're towering a little bit, right? So if yeah. I actually bid to try to win some of those jewels, I'm oh, actively feeding your game plan because I'm just giving yeah, you a bigger honor swing. Yeah. And you don't give a fuck about the jewel. But so that's what happens, right? I get I get boned that way. I just lose faster if I try to engage. On the flip side, if I know what I'm doing when a day show hits the table... I just don't engage in those conflicts. I, I remove all my people. I, I assassinate my own guys. I don't want to play that game. I don't want to be in those fights. So your entire game plan just stops. You sort of take a random province maybe now and then, and I'll try and just work around it. So someone isn't getting to play um, the way yeah. you want to. Yeah, it's when you have to try to start pushing for provinces, but without the tools to do it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, that said, I have sort of noticed... Um, I think between the changes to the, not the restricted list, but the the changes to the roles and Daishou in particular, I think, has really switched on um, Dishonor decks. And I think I feel like, particularly after last weekend, the tournament just gone, um, I, I felt throughout that tournament that Dishonor is something I have to actively tech against now. Like it's... I feel like it's a real threat all the time. And like the danger zone has moved up from like three or four honor up to more like six. Like if I'm below six, I feel like oh, I've got to really start watching what I'm doing now. Have you found the same? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I've had games where I've, yeah, like I've seen there's um, the backhand of the compliments from my opponent's hand and I've gone, yeah. right, I'm sitting here on five on and I'm really close to being dishonored out. <laughs> yeah. But that's the thing, because yeah. what about you, Merlin? Have you noticed much dishonor stuff out there? Like, is that something that's taken your attention? 
it's actually not very popular here with the local group in Hong Kong. Yeah. Um, a lot of the players here, so there's a unicorn player here uh, who does very well with sort of the um, HMT unicorn. Yeah. But the rest of the players here are kind of, you know, they're they're pioneers, right? Like they're trying out different things like Mill Scorpion and all that kind of thing. Yeah. It's very much, 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 much less hyper competitive over here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. So now, yeah, I've, I'm, I don't know. I mean, maybe at like the the Shogun levels of play, it's it's not as big of a deal. But I definitely find that anyone can splash a Daisho and a bunch of jewels, and that sort of enables any clan to realistically be able to grind you out honor wise. And even on the flip side, it makes honor decks slightly more doable, not quite as much. Admittedly, it's a, a much harder slog to get yourself an honor victory than a, to, to dishonor someone out because it's just yeah, so much more what, dishonor in the game, right? Um, you know what's kind of interesting? Uh, I was thinking about you know the the Phoenix deck which has like Fushicho and Charge and all that type of thing. Mm-hmm. That's got that's got a really interesting core, right? Like it's uh, you build the Fushicho and the Charge and you put these characters in and uh, and then you can do this bolt on of like crane splash all right now i'm going for like all honored stuff and uh dragon splash i'm doing you know i'm protecting my guys with attachments and stuff and going for the favor you know you bolt on all of these things yeah i kind of like i kind of like that bolt on sort of thing means you can take a clan that you like and enjoy playing and then attach the miramoto's daisho um honor pressure type thing and see hmm i wonder i wonder if this will work you know i wonder wonder yeah this will go no, it does. I mean, I, like I think that. the Daisho thing, though, is like, a, it's a pretty fat package. Like, you've got to run the Daisho, and you have to back it up with a ton of jewels to work. Um, and ideally, a couple of Dynasty characters that have built-in jewels as well, so that you can, you know, leverage one or two a turn from that. Hmm. But um, There was one guy There was one guy here who built a crane dueling deck with Daisho and things like that. In yeah, there. they get and rough. I, didn't, I, didn't, I actually didn't find it too bad, because... He was only running two die shows, so oh, okay. it was kind of rare that it would hit the table. And then when it did, you could just kind of deal with it. And then, you know, that was that was it. <laughs> That's the end of the. the <laughs> nah, see, I, I, I find die show, like die show decks revolve around the die show, right? So you run like illustrious forge, and you could run like um my favorite card of the month is the compass, where you can sort of filter a little bit. And you'd even I've even started toying with decks building the seeker initiates. Um, cause I think when decks are starting to need specific cards to really switch on and then you're really on board, um, I feel like that five card filter is almost worth running those secret initiates, even though they're, they're otherwise not great, but it could really, I think it really, really helps. Um, yeah, my real, my real problem with secret initiates is having to pay for them, you know? Yeah. I mean, well, they're <sighs> a, they're a body and they can do some things and they can draw your card you know so even you sound unconvinced well it's because (laughs) they've i'm not like you rarely see them played but um i i feel like i think what i'm saying is as the game moves into a more combo-y space where you need a certain collection of cards together then mad shit starts to happen and you can really take off. I think cards like with any kind of mill or not mill, but like any kind of filtering or tutoring is the term, sorry, 
um, tutoring. Yeah, I think they get a lot of a lot more value, and I think they become a lot more. Like if I were to tell you there was a card that was uh, it was two fate, it was a one one, it had two glory, but you could go through the top five cards of your deck every turn and draw a card. That doesn't sound too bad, right? Um, it doesn't sound too bad. I've got a. There's a couple. You've missed a few things, though, right? So first of all, I have to potentially <laughs> pass up the opportunity. <laughs> yeah, you've, you've passed up the potential opportunity to pass first in the fate phase. Sorry, the dynasty phase, and then you are going in on a very particular ring, which is now telegraphed. You know, if you win this mm. ring, you're going to have the added bonus of being able to draw these cards. Yep. So it's not just a case of I throw down a one, a two cost one one, and get a bit of extra glory, and then go grab a card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. I mean, I feel like that's what I mean. That's why I'm sort of on the fence a bit about it, but I can see its value. Like, yeah. I, I see increasingly, because I run a lot of Secret Cache, because I play a lot of Scorpion, or Secret Cache, whatever you want to call it, But um, and I find the value of that card just goes up and up and up, like every cycle that comes out. That's like incredible when, when, yeah, like when I'm hunting for answers for stuff, like I, I always, almost always, even now, get something I, I that's perfect for right now every time I get to go through those five. And I think, mm. I don't know, I feel like the, the well, old the, little monk will definitely get there. Don't get me wrong, I'm not, I'm not saying don't play the card, right? Like in terms of like the spectrum of good and bad, it's definitely somewhere in the middle, right? It's not great, it's not terrible, but, you know, play it, play it if you like it. I um, want to see it in that Phoenix Void deck you guys were talking about last week. Yeah. I was just, just going to bring that up. I was going to say, um, you know what I have had a bit of fun with recently is that deck where you're attaching the, what is it, Unexpected something or other? Upho- uh, un- unveiled Destiny. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you're attaching Unveiled Destiny and suddenly you're in a Void conflict. It is the best thing ever. I swear to God. Especially when you are like walking the way for... Um, Eugenia, and then you charge Eugenia into onto the table uh, or whatever. You oh, are removing yeah. many fate per turn, and you've got uh, you know maybe K days hit the table. You're removing tons of fate per turn, and then you're killing your opponent's characters at the same time. Um, that that friend of mine in camera. <laughs> We played an epic game on the weekend, and it was really close. Like, I had control of the game for at least the first, you know, two, three turns of the game. And I put down the Unveiled Destiny. He's got a straightened Chagatai on the table who's not defending. And I go and uh, attack one of his provinces, and Chagatai is about to lose. Uh, <laughs> he's about to lose Chagatai, right? <laughs> Just because he's just a stubborn son of a bitch, right? He wins that game. But doing, doing that kind of stuff, removing your opponent's characters is so much fun. Yeah. Mark, Mark who's the um, uh, Cardinet, he is on Discord and Jigoku. But um, Mark is the guy who put that together initially before we talked about it last week. He um, speaks fondly of that deck. Like, he just sits there for a game and just deletes people for the entire time. Yeah. Just delete, <laughs> delete, <laughs> delete. <laughs> and just strips them out. And um, apparently it gets quite hectic, but um, yeah, no, it does <laughs> sound like a lot of fun. Um, not so much on the receiving end, but um, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. But yeah. I, I like that. I mean, it does sound like I'd love for a deck like that to get legs to the point where it's super competitive. Um, yeah. Instead of just the super feels good. Deck, but The problem with that deck is 
really the economy. You've got a lot of really high cost things in there, like Up- Un- Unveiled Destiny, which mm-hmm. is of course an, an attachment, so it's vulnerable to all your attachment destruction stuff. Yeah. Nah, that's the thing, isn't it? Just the old fate trap. And you lose. You basically play it, and if they do something to remove it, you do, you kind of lose that investment. It doesn't pay off yeah. until yeah. you win a conflict with it. Yeah. Anyway, it is it is a lot of fun though. Have you, have you have you have you managed to have a game versus like um crab with all their stupid saves and you can just delete them shooing through the saves, yeah. I did. I don't think I no, actually I don't think I did uh play against crab with that deck. I think I was playing my other sort of standard uh, deck. But um yeah, so, I don't know. So I feel like that would be where it's at its best. You got like a big fat witch hunter on the table with two iron mines down there and a couple of reprieves and he's going nuts. Nobody buys witch hunter against Phoenix. Come on. <laughs> None of that matters. <laughs> yeah. True that. True that. You're doing it wrong. If you've done that, I guess. No, I dig it, but no, it's good. But that's, I suppose all these decks I'm seeing pop up and they can even, you know, they do stuff. They, they're winning and there's a little more variety. Um, I suppose we have just the meta has, has been completely table flipped. Um, over the last few weeks so um it's not not really a, a good reason do you guys have any estimates as to what the the new meta is going to be the new the new good stuff no but i nah. know where we can find out where's that the australian and southeast asia discord segway indeed all right so um yeah, the Discord League. How are we going? We kicked that off, was it this morning? Yeah, it was like last night, uh, which is basically tomorrow Hong Kong time. Yep. Yeah, nice one. <laughs> you know, it's funny, actually. I don't know why, but Aaron, your name, Abutan, is super notable. I don't know why, because I remember... I remember keying your name into the the roster, and then when you jumped on here for the call, I'm like, "Oh, is that who oh, it is?" That guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's all, that yeah. It's, all the, it's all those A's. It's all the uh, A's. Yeah, it's the two A's next to each other at the end. It's very strange. Abitan. Are you and Aaron with two A's? Yeah. I am. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 Second, yeah, it came yeah. second. Yeah, yeah. So here you go. That was a great, a lot of fun. Yeah, no, it's, I quite enjoy it. I'm gonna. I tried the global Discord League myself um, a while back while I was doing the Oz Discord League, and I just completely ran out of time to play games, and I was just juggling too many things. So I've decided I'm going to commit to Oz Discord League a few times, give that a few cracks, and if I do decent, then I'll move on and do the big one yeah. as well. But um. But no, it's really good. I noticed though. Oh, I'm not sure what went on with your your pairings there, Merlin. But most of the WA guys have all been <laughs> paired up with other WA people, like okay, off the bat. So I, I have I have an answer for that one because I get I get stats. One of the things on the registration form is like where are you from? Because we open up the league to like Southeast Asia countries and things sort of similar in people in a similar time zone. Yeah, and 33 percent of Everyone in this league is from Western Australia. Wow. Oh, okay. So way to keep awesome. the scene alive, buddy. Uh, and then, the other, then five, five are from Victoria. And then we've got like one from SA, one from Queensland, two from New South Wales. Wow. Uh, and then we've got two from China, one from Philippines, one from Singapore, and one from the ACT. 
Who's- well, those everybody representing on their own, good on them, except Brisbane, yeah, get your act together. <laughs> Brisbane are supposed to be like the biggest Delph I've ever seen in Australia. Well, I suppose they've got all these people to play with in person. They don't need to play online. So You know who that is? That's uh, Aaron. That's uh, the defending crane, uh, defending crane had a moto from last year's uh, tournament. Uh, he spoke me in the last Discord league. It was, it was, pretty, pretty, good. It was pretty unpleasant. I'm not going to let that happen again. Yeah, <laughs> draw a line in the sand. And actually, one of the guys, one of the guys, um, Marwan. I don't know if he's still in Australia. Marwan, let us know if you're still in Australia, because um, I think he might be in like Malaysia or somewhere. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, a, a migrator like yourself is he? Uh, no, I think I think he went back home for like family or something. Ah, oh, okay. Uh, or maybe visa reason. I can't. I can't remember. All kinds of reasons. He'll, he can let us know on. Do we actually have like? He can let us know on like the Australian Discord or something. Yeah, he was was he playing Lion in the last league? Was that someone else I'm thinking of? Unlikely. He's a he's a Phoenix devotee. Okay, no. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I think we've got um the stats I noticed for the clan alignments are pretty interesting for the Oz Discord League. We've got what were the stats there, Mel? Mm. You've got uh, one Phoenix. <laughs> I don't think that's right, actually. So sorry, two Phoenix. One lion, uh, three dragon, one crab, three unicorn, six crane, and six scorpion. Yeah, that's pretty heavy. So what's going on? I mean, yeah. I suppose the crane pack coming out is the reasoning for all the cranes. And I guess I feel like scorpion have got this massive invigoration just because of the role change. I feel like Seeker of Air, yeah. suddenly everybody's like, oh, dishonor can be a thing. Let me have a crack. And they're like, I don't know. I feel like they're a bit, bit psyched Seeker for or it. Keeper? Keeper of Air. Keeper. Keeper. Well, they've, yeah. well, they've got, well, they've got both, but Keeper of Air is what gives you, like, your mark of shame and your backhanded compliments and all that good stuff. Yeah. So, so that this deck, right, this uh, Scorpion Dishonored deck, I don't know if you guys remember na- Nationals from not last year, but the year before. This That's when uh, Backhanded Compliment was actually previewed. Oh. And one of the fellows who had won Dragon Hatamoto at Gen Con um, went to Worlds and he gave up his dragon had to play Scorpion. Yeah, so that he could get top of clan in Scorpion and deny the Scorpion clan a keeper role. <laughs> yeah, that's because, that was amazing. He, yeah, yeah, you remember that? That's yeah. a fantastic yeah. move. A jerk yeah. move, but a fantastic move all the same. <laughs> Like, I can appreciate a good dick move myself. I mean, but, I think he was trying to do it for the health of the game, but I, I really like to see it as a dick move. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, I mean, I, don't know. I, I think it's a great story, and I, it's a such I, a good story. I'm a yeah, sucker for a great story. That's yeah. where I'm coming from with that. I like yeah. It. yeah. Goes down in history. But, um, so no, that's good. So, Discord League, how long have we got? Like, is it a week between rounds or two weeks? Yeah, so I think we're going to schedule in... So we've got 22 players all up. I'm going to schedule in five rounds of Swiss. And I think with this many players, we'll probably cut to a top four. I don't know if we've got enough for a top eight. Okay, um, cool. Yeah. No, that sounds um, good. And maybe we'll try and televise televise some of these. You guys... Televise? You that's like ambitious. Do you mean maybe streaming? <laughs> oh, I watch streams on my TV. What do you watch on your TV? I don't watch TV on my TV. Forget that. Yeah, TV is, is quite trash garbage. The internet is a superior medium. Um, yeah. Nah, cool. Yeah, I'm dead keen. No, I, yeah. I'd be I'd be keen to have a crack at that. We've still got to do our 
Seeker of Void versus Keeper of Air showdown. Oh, Merlin. Yeah. We've got to get that happening at some point. But um, Maybe if we're lucky enough to get paired up in the Discord League. We'll kill two birds with there one stone. There you go. Or yeah. I'll, I'll kill one scorpion with one stone. Has that? Uh, we we can, but uh, that's that's not the breed of scorpion I play when I'm doing competitive. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> I s- stick to the old cheap and nasty for me. Thank you very much. It works a treat. Does what I need. Well. Yeah, but um, no, I dig it. I'm super keen oh. on on that. We've got we've got a result in for the Discord League already. What James oh, nice. James Wang has won his game. Who is James playing? Let's have a quick look. See. James was playing. Oh, Edwin! He won against Edwin. Oh, really? Wow. Yes. Oh, Edwin does quite good. Go, yeah. James! What was he playing? James. What, was that wasn't a crane scorpion showdown? Was it? Because that'd be incredible. Uh, well, actually, it doesn't say. Is that uh, scorpion mirror? <laughs> yeah. It's not. It's not on the game results thing. I think. I think I'm expecting myself to do a little work and go and look things up. Right. So James, James I, I swore work off long ago. I don't. I don't engage. Playing in Scorpion. He's playing Scorpion in this. So he's playing according yeah. to this. Sorry. Well, actually, you can change your you can change your deck in between rounds. He was playing uh, Crane Splash. So Scorpion with Crane Splash. Yeah, it would have been the bridge bridge deck. So Oh, oh, throwing people off bridges. People. Yeah, no, okay. yep. yeah, noble sacrifice. I regret nothing. And yeah, and what do you call it? The soul beyond reproach. Super, just mm. ridiculously good cards together in Scorpion. Yeah. But it basically means that you've got like between that and um, all the other tricks you get in Scorpion, like the Soshi Illusionist and um, Marker Shame. And all the others, like Way of the Scorpion and everything <laughs> oh else. And just the standards, like court games, you know, like it just is so easy to get the tools together to throw people off bridges. Um, it's, yeah, super solid. But um, no, Shame, I, I can. Play, yeah. No, yeah I, but I think I can. Play, yeah, I can see. Yeah. I can see how, how that works. I can see how Edwin might have lost there because his Edwin's running a, a dishonor deck, um, which is super good at the moment, which um, he did very very well with in the last weekend because um, he's also local to us now. He's another person that's abandoned Melbourne to flee to the better country, <laughs> better state. Um, no, no, no. Nobody abandoned <laughs> Melbourne. He came from Albury. Thank you. He did. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but didn't you abandon Melbourne? I don't know if no. abandon's the right word. You were banished. Go- <laughs> <laughs> you were sent to the so, wall. You know, you I was sent I was sent north to the warmer, the warmer part of the world. Yep. Yep. So right um, speaking of Melbourne, uh, you know, in August, right, like Gen Con is happening, right? And so I, mm-hmm. I was committed to Gen Con because I didn't know whether we were having a Cote in Australia. Yep. And now that a Cote in Australia has been announced, not only has it been announced which is great it's also the week after gen con finishes so i'm going to go over to gen con i'm going to do this crazy pacific rim sort of circuit right I'm going to go over to gen con and then i'm going to fly back down to melbourne and then i'm going to drive road trip north with a bunch of mates to sydney which is where the event's at drive back to melbourne and then fly back to hong kong Oh, that is rough. That's my August. That is yeah. very, very similar to what mine is shaping. Like, if I desperately want to get to Kote, if I do, though, so the weekend prior, I'm away for three days 
at like what we affectionately dubbed nerd camp over here. It's like year eight, where we basically all, a ton of us, like 20 guys, go down south in like a cabin in the woods and just play nerd games for like the whole weekend and just eat terrible food. And then we, so we, then we would come back. I would get back, go pretty much straight to the airport, fly out to fly up north to the top of the country for like five days for my mum's birthday, for like her 60th, and then fly back. And then I would have to basically just stay at the airport for two hours to get on a new plane and go over to the Cote to make it in time for that morning to, to start at nine. So it will be savage and my eyes will be just oozing out of my face and I won't be able to play. I need to just- Nothing will go wrong with that plan. Nothing. It will be flawless and perfect. <laughs> Everything will be okay. But um, yeah, I just, I desperately want to go though. And to top it all off, we've got nationals being bandied around at the moment. Um, nationals? Yeah, like the, the is, nationals is an event that's meant to- take place at some point um we don't know exactly when but it's being um rumored to be some point towards the end of the year which is also going to be prickly so we will see we will see so we're going to get a nationals tournament and we're going to get a cote ideally over here and i'm still not do you guys happen to recall what the what nationals actually is because i asked around a bit and it no one actually knows. Apparently, FFG haven't really told people what that means in the in the competitive play structure of things. No, I was wondering. I had that same question on my time. Yeah, yeah, I remember there was a con in the United States, which is going to be like the North American Nationals. I remember that sort of the news came out for that, but FFG didn't say anything for ages. So we don't know anything about like the prize structure. The only thing that they've mentioned is that. Uh, under the new organized play you know, sort of regime is that they're going to go back to their roots as far as like organized play. So you're going to have like store champs and sorry, da- daily, uh, nightly kits and then sort of store champs and regionals mm-hmm. and nationals. And I think for L5R, they also have Kote, which is like a an uber premium uh, event on top of that. Yeah, I'm dead keen. And then that all kind of rolls up into World of the Worlds for the world's tracks that you've got. Yeah. No, I like it. I'm struggling though because even if I get because I'd be I would lose my shit if I could pull off a Hatamoto. But realistically, oh, going, <laughs> going to an event like that and playing Scorpion though is like just stacking chips against yourself. So many people play fucking Scorpion. Like mm, see, yeah. I, I wouldn't mind betting actually. Scorpion's probably the most popular clan if you were to tally it up um, in Australia for sure. Like it always has been in Australia. Yeah. And you know what? So I've been I've been sort of demoing the game a bit around Hong Kong and you know with some work colleagues and things like that, and everyone wants to play bloody Scorpion as like their starting clan. I'm oh. like, you do not want to play Scorpion as like when you're learning the game. Nah. It's like, it's like you know the the skill the lo- the low end of the skill sort of curve is way higher than a lot of other. Ah, uh, because it's good to be bad though, like. I know, I know, yeah. Uh, but I think that's... I don't know. I feel like that's why people like Scorpion. People like to be tricksy and... Yeah, yeah. And, and do the weird things. Like, and Scorpion of Also, though, from a deck-building pers- perspective, Scorpion are easier than other clans. Like, maybe they're harder to play, but Scorpion have got all of the tools in their toolbox. They've got cancels yeah. and they've yeah. got blanks and they've got 
Dishonor and they've got auto kills. They've just, and they've got, they're, they're the only clan, I think, that has got direct Dishonor cards. Like, they've got tons of card draw. They've got everything, right? They've got straight kill on multiple personalities. They can steal opponent. They've just got so many tools. Like, it's so easy just to put them together and have everything you need. Um, I, that causes a problem for me. I put in, when I'm making a deck like that, I put in everything that I think that I want, and then I've got 50, 60 cards in there. <laughs> yeah. and I can't no. <laughs> what do you take out? Because I yeah, think yeah. it's, Scorpion, I think, is probably one of the only clans where it's completely viable to run support of the Scorpion. Um, <laughs> I think that's completely, completely legit. I have often built a Scorpion deck, and I'm like, well, I have to splash something. What can I fucking use? Like, I do. And, like, now I'm having to dig good cards out and go, I guess I'll chuck in Watch Commanders. I don't fucking know. I suppose yeah. I could reprieve yeah. and keep Kachiko yeah. around another turn. Like. Yeah. I do that with Phoenix as well. So, like, sometimes I'll be on, like, Five Rings DB, just, you know, I don't know, waiting for a bus or something. Yeah. And I'm king, king in the deck, and I'm like, oh, yeah, some of this, a little bit of that, oh, yeah, add some stuff here, buff some stuff there. And then I'll get to the end, and I'm like, huh, that was a lot easier than I thought. <laughs> and it's got only Phoenix cards in it. Yeah. That's it. It's just, I mean, it's good, don't get me wrong, but I am... Um, yeah, I'd like to see a bit more variety. It's so hard to trim the deck, though. You're like, yeah, particularly like because you don't want too many cancels in your hand when there's nothing to cancel. But yeah, fuck me if I need a cancel and I haven't got one. <laughs> right, I'm fucking yeah. doomed. Um, you get completely so, written off. So we've got all these big events coming up, right? Yeah, we got ECs in Sydney coming up in sort of the near term, and ECs in Perth in the near term. Yeah, in sort of the medium term, we've got uh, Gen Con and Worlds and stuff. In the bigger global sort of sense, you've got um, what's the Birmingham coming up, and then Atlanta, I think, is after that, uh, and then of course Worlds. So for anybody around the world that's listening, do you guys have like what's your pro? deck building tips right like and i don't mean like cards i mean what's your process tell me what how you go about putting together your competition deck i'll let aaron go first Ooh. tell wow. us all your secrets <laughs> <laughs> what do i do like i feel like there's a core in universe in unicorn that i that i want and it's a pretty big core yeah, <laughs> it's, it, it's five cost. It's a six three, and it doesn't bow when it breaks provinces. It's, all the yes. yeah. <laughs> it's every card yeah. without a picture of a horse. For me, it's about. Jeez, what is this? It's about trying to work out what utility because <laughs> I want a lot of province breaking stuff. And I'm trying to work out what utility I want and what utility I can kind of get away with not having in there. Having you know maybe as a one or a two of. What do you mean by utility? I mean, like your spyglasses and your mere mystics, I guess that kind of stuff. Oh, I missed that. Sorry. Oh, like what, what was, do you what, what do you mean by utility? What kind of stuff are you including for that? Right. Sort? So anything that's not <laughs> anything that's not a military that's not a military <laughs> club, really. I mean, talismans and and attachment removal and event cancel. Like, I want a couple yeah. of defend your honors or censures. Yep. Definitely want some attachment control. I kind of want some talismans. Oh, they're so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how do you how do you sort of work out 
do you, do you, do you think about the meta? Like people often talk about the meta, you know, in air quotes. Do you think about that? And what what is? How do you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. How does that yeah. affect your decision making? I mean, recent recently, a good example of that is right. So in the last Discord, the last I was Discord leave, I was on the Phoenix Flash just because I was having a ton of fun with it. But I really struggled not having any attachment control. And then some, a couple of clans, Crane and Crab. And I guess Dragon in particular that I had a really hard time with. because Could have a really hard time with because of that. So I've been playing Dragon. And now I don't know what's going on with Crane. I'm trying to work out if they've moved away from attachments a little bit. I'm still trying to suss it out. If I can kind of go back to Lion Splash. Because Lion Splash is some fun stuff too. Yeah, line splash is fucking yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, but but yeah, it, feel like... it, it just doesn't let me. Sometimes I want to be able to remove attachments that aren't in conflicts, and I can't do that with line. Yeah. Maybe that's not as important as it used to be. So that's all about trying to work out what what the matter is. Just oh, for you. So yeah, I think, um, it's, it's part of yeah. the game that I really love is the deck building. Yeah, I spend way too much time building decks and then just deleting them. And then building yep. a new deck, <laughs> yep. like just yep. for days and days, <laughs> so much. Dude, if you go, if you go to my uh, Five Rings DB, you know where it lists out all your decks. It all, all the decks are called New Phoenix deck, right? <laughs> yeah. or, or you know, copy copy of somebody else's Phoenix deck, and that's yeah. that's it. I never delete them. I never delete them. <laughs> some of them are in there. Have you noticed that when you click on some of them, they'll take you back to the new. Like the where you select your stronghold and things like that, because I've gone I've gone through the whole sort of process, but then I haven't saved the I've deck. Saved it. <laughs> it's not there at all. <laughs> so, the, so there's now a minefield of, of decks in the list that that take you to that select your stronghold page. Oh, uh, that's good. Cool. So yeah, I go through and cull mine every now and again. When the meta really changes, <laughs> I cull my twenty or thirty deck lists that I have there that aren't relevant anymore. What about you, good buddy? What's your what's your process? Um, so I I think that sounds just like you guys. I start. I look at my deck. I decide what I, I tend to start with a stupid combo. Is always <laughs> my thing. I do. I always I begin with a shitty gimmick, and I put the core cards for my shitty gimmick in, and then I put a real deck over the top of it, and then I go through and I trim out everything that I put in for my shitty gimmick. Yeah. And then, <laughs> then I've got a real deck left behind at the end. Because, <laughs> yeah, like, there are just there are cards that you need. And I think to yeah. myself, okay, well, like, if I'm going to have a cancel, right, I need it. If I'm using Forged Edict, because most of my decks are Scorpion, but I run my Edict, so I'm like, all right, could I trim that down to two? And the answer is, well, I could, but. If I need a cancel, it's because the game is about to end and I'm just not going to come back and you need it. And when you need it, it has to be there or the game is ending, right? So you have to have that sort of stuff. Um, I think something I've only learned over time is to go back and learn how to trim cards down to fit them in. So mm. I'll look at any card I'm including and I think if this is a card where if, if I have two or three in my hand, how likely is it that they're going to I'm going to look at them and go, shit, I wish that was something else. Like, that's dead weight. And if I feel like that, then I'm going to cut it down to two. Um, and if it's the sort of card where I really want to see it every game, I'll leave it at two. If it doesn't really matter, it's just like a bit of spice that 
I want to throw out now and then to keep my opponent on their toes or might be really good now and then, then I'll cut it down to one. Um, but if it's something I really do want to see consistently, but I don't absolutely have to have, or I can't actively gain from having multiples in my hand, then it will be in that two bracket. So stuff threes, I'll run like um, your backhand and compliments if you're running them. Threes, you might run your forged edicts, way of the scorpion, four shame. Those kind of cards, you can comfortably run three because you can just play them for days, right? They'll go forever. Yeah. They're yeah. always going to work. Um, court games is probably in that category too. Sometimes I'll drop it to a two because it's a bit more limited. Like if I'm getting hit with unicorn on military conflicts and I've got three court games in my hand, I'm a bit like, well, this is garbage. <laughs> I can't use them, you know? Mm, um, yeah. So um, like assassination, I'll rarely run mo- more than two. Um, often even only one, um, but I think that's more an indictment of the t- the honor levels of the decks I play than it is <laughs> the cards and types. Sometimes, like if I'm playing um, like a dishonor scorpion, like open hand, I might run three assassination because you really want to have plenty of honor control in your own deck. You want to be able to gut your own honor when you need to, yeah. so that you can, you know, keep tapping your box. Um, but I do the same with dynasty. So, like for characters i'll look at the ones that are core that i really want to see um and if i see them multiple times in a turn is that good or not and if it's not i'll drop them down to two if they're just not that important but they might have a neat effect like a lot of the magistrates then you might just put one in there um but for the most part my conflict deck is much more varied um i think that conflict deck assembly strategy for me was forced into me by tadaka and co like <laughs> trimming down the events I have, like to have you, not so many multiples. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got this. I sort of changed my personality due to trauma, and I um, I just I had to adjust. And I run, I run a lot more attachments these days. <laughs> like oh, heaps more attachments. Um, I I stubbornly refused to do that and just got caught out by him all the time. Yeah, yep, <laughs> but they just yeah. Some of them are good. I mean, I get gimmicks like I, i've always struggled with fans and katanas because i don't do anything fun right you just <laughs> you just sort of yeah vomit them onto the table and they just float around stinking the place up for a while winning conflicts because they're amazing cards even though they're boring as hell yeah um, yeah yeah i tried to i tried to um replace the fans and katanas with uh Jurgen's curse for the uh fans yep. and uh, what's the what's the flaming katana for katana, katana refire? Fire. For the, <laughs> yeah, for the fine katana. Just because you could you could tutor for them and they weren't as good strictly speaking, not yeah. as efficient. You know, card for stat sort of ratios. That's it. But they were they would it was kind of fun. I never actually managed to use Jordan's curse. I think no. that's a dud. <laughs> a bit more <sighs> utility. But I, yeah, I think. That's how I prefer it anyway. I mean, it depends on your deck as well. Like, out of Scorpion, I've been able to get away with dropping my fans for compasses. Again, favorite card of the month. But because so many Scorpion guys have got that three stat for their political, um, the plus oh, one yeah. from the compass is all you need to tick to four and threaten most boxes. Yeah, or most, most provinces. So yeah, I, I used to run Seal the Unicorn over Katanas just because it was a lot more fun <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and it, but um, um, it's probably in most cases the worst card. But every now and again, it was 
Yeah. Well, these yeah. days, I think so. Unicorn have got a I premium think... substitute, though. They've got the curved blade, so... Uh, oh. Yeah, yeah. a lot yeah. of people are running them both, all the military. So I think I think Seal is actually a good card in Unicorn because it, it would normally be a two-card combo where you have to have the Seal on and then you have to have another card that says do funky shit with cavalry, but your stronghold already starts with do funky shit with cavalry. So it's not really a two-card combo. You can combo it with your strongholds just by playing the one yeah. card. Yeah, with the old old box. There's so much stuff that only works on unicorn people, though. Um, oh, there is, isn't there? Yeah. yeah. I was looking at unicorn splash, and I'm like, this no. would be great if it didn't if have it, a unicorn. <laughs> yeah. No, it's exactly it. But, yeah. um, but there's heaps of stuff that only works with unicorn. But equally, a lot of stuff that only works on non-unicorn, like um, gauging customs gauging and customs. stuff, right? So you could run those sort of... Like, unicorn feeds off neutral people way more than other clans. Mm. So you can sort of run both, and if you need that unicorn stuff, you can drop the the seal on them. I think all the seals probably have, have more value. I think it's just a matter of support for those keywords. Yeah, I think, across, I'll, I think I'll keep becoming yeah. more valuable. Yeah, across the board in the game, I think. I think the clan packs will all come out, and that sort of splashes a little bit more of the keywords every time they come out for all those decks um and i think after that you'll probably get a, just you only need a little bit more and then you're okay as far as cards go there's still not quite enough to like build decent tribe decks or theme decks um not serious ones anyway like you can definitely put a full shinobi deck together um you're not going to win anything for the most part but <laughs> You know, I suppose well, the only the only exception is cavalry out of unicorn. You, yeah, you pretty yeah, much yeah. you really need to be running a strictly cavalry deck to get the most out of their gear, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like Shigendra of Phoenix. You've basically got if you just run sort of the good ones. Yeah. you've got what you need. Yeah, well, Phoenix's so keyword team- is scholar. Keep in mind, it's not Shigendra. <laughs> it just no, feels well, that way. Is it though? Really? It says it on the seal. The seal is the authority. Is it? Is it though? <laughs> No, sorry, I'll change my mind. I'm the fucking authority, and I'm telling you that it's, that it's scholar. So I, I've often wondered, but if it doesn't really do anything, right, then is it really there? It's like Berserker in Crab, right? You can add Berserkers, and you Berserkers. can put Berserker in the deck, but if it doesn't actually do anything, no, but is it even will, really a keyword? But that's what I mean. Like, there, there, there are Berserker cards. Sorry, Aaron, go ahead, man. I was going to say, well, it does a little bit, but it will one day. It'll be a really fun day. With it. Yeah. I think, oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. I, I think for me, that's one why day. this game feels a bit stifled as far as deck creation is concerned. Like, when Emperor Edition dropped in Old 5R, like, from the get-go, you'd buy your starter box for your clan, and you had four different strongholds, I think. Might have been three. Pretty sure it was four. Like, from the go. Every clan. There were nine clans. And they all had four strongholds apiece from the word go. And so there was all this variety in the kind of thing. And all the strongholds were quite different. Um, and you had all these different options for every deck. And obviously the stronghold is always there, just like it is in this game. Like it, your box defines how you build the rest of your deck. Um, so I think the, the more strongholds they can release, the better. It just makes such a big difference. And it leverages a lot more. Um, but all of those strongholds, most of them had sort of a tribal theme that went with them. Like, Crab had, like, Berserkers, and they had generic Bushi, and then they had Scouts, and then they had, I can't remember their fourth one. 
It was probably something stanky and crabby in Shadowlands. Holdings, probably. Who knows? Yeah, holdings or holdings. something. Oh, it was probably just walls, right? Oh, no, that there was. Nah, there was like Carpenter Castle or something. It was something that was just an enormous province strength, and it was just daft. Um, and they gained honor for killing people or something. Anyway, not relevant. But there was these different themes, right? And they were all supported from the get go, like quite heavily. You could kind of took a couple of expansions, but you could get there. Um, and that's what I'm really hoping for for this game. I think it's weird for me that Unicorn have got three boxes now and Dragon and Crab are still only on one. Like that, I don't know how that happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's, only, it's only one extra stronghold. Like, give it time. But know? it's but two extra strongholds. Yeah, I think they just wanted to. <laughs> that's to, that's to what I'm saying. Because like, well, <laughs> no, 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 like every, everybody's getting strongholds in the cards that are coming it's in. A good thing. It's just that one clan has is is ahead of the curve by one stronghold right like some clans have got two some clans have got one and like one clan has got three yeah i just want more i want way more i know i know you all want more them. i want more i'll I take more cards right more now, strongholds I, I might i'll give tyler a shout in the morning i'll give him a call I'll get it. I'll get, <laughs> I'll get it fixed up. <laughs> send you a PDF. That's it. I'll just I'll send him some drafts. There you go, mate. Bang these out <laughs> next so, next week. Easy as. <laughs> so <laughs> fixed in one uh, in one fifteen minute segment of a pod. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, talking about deck building, uh, let's talk about this uh, dishonor deck. You've been going on butters about this deck or this strategy, I guess for ages and you finally saw this in action on the weekend and you think this might be the new meta scorpion deck right so i i think you're you're getting a bit carried away <laughs> it's, am, I, am i building this one up a bit <laughs> jesus Putting christ a- <laughs> no pressure mate no look it's it is it's good and it wins is what i'll say like i'm not I, it's too early there is no meta at the moment i suppose is what i'll preface this with like the crane pack is still rummaging around and the unicorn pack is still doing all his damage so i don't think anything's settled just yet but um certainly this is soshikurai's uh dishonor deck it's a probably the first strictly almost 100 percent dedicated dishonor deck i've seen out there like it focuses really hard um and he's done a really good job of avoiding <laughs> the the trap of sort of ma- trying to make it half conflict which i think when i build i've tried to do dishonor decks i've sort of done on purpose like i think oh i have to be able to conquest as well you know i have to be able to knock them down but um but in we had a, a nine player stronghold tournament over the weekend um this deck came first um edwin is the guy's is the player's name or soshi kurai um and he did very well. He went three and one, and even the one he lost um, to Lion, which is strange for a Dishonored deck, but don't judge him too hard. It was it was super tight. Like, he just got not quite... He was very close to, to winning that as well. It was down to one honor. Um, but he just consistently won through honor the whole day. That was the only victory condition. Um, he was playing against decks that have done very well elsewhere um, and consistently winning. So um, I think it's it's definitely worth a look. And even if it's not... 100% top level competitive. I think it's definitely going in the right direction. I think it definitely says good things about alternative win conditions becoming properly viable as like a focus in future. Um, so have you had a, a chance to have a gander, Merlin, and had any thoughts? I have. 
What do and, you reckon? Um, well, I just went and had a look at... Um, I found the tournament on Lotus Pavilion. Uh, so maybe we can talk about some of the matchups uh, that Edwin faced on his way to the top. Yeah, yeah. Um, so my thoughts, my thoughts on the deck. First, the first thing I, the first thing that I notice, which I'm not sure if I'm surprised about or not, but is the lack of kind of pumps, right? Like this deck isn't going for skill at all, right? It's it's about using character abilities to try and outmaneuver your opponent. Mm-hmm. So, for example. Uh, on the conflict side, I always like to start with the conflict side, actually, when I'm thinking about decks. Yeah. Um, we've got Cunning Magistrates, and then we have Court Games, Four Shames, Way of the Scorpions, uh, to dishonor people, and thus removing their skill from a conflict. So you don't necessarily need a bunch of skill to win a conflict. Um, that's just sort of one one thing. Um, it doesn't. It has non-standard ways of doing attachment control. So it's got Bayushi Collector in there with uh, calling in favors. Uh, it's it's got orange cards in it, so I can play the deck. Merlin <laughs> <laughs> <Mellon> approved. <laughs> um, but you know what? Actually, um, you know what I thought. So something you guys mentioned earlier was that in this deck, the the nerf to the city of the open hand stronghold turns out actually might be right off. Yeah. 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 Tell us, tell us about that. Uh, well, uh, I've played a fair bit of school. So the thing is, I had beef with city of the open hand. Everyone, everyone always raved about how good it was. And I always sort of maintained that I struggle with it because I like to bid low and maintain an honor advantage. Um, but that functionally just blanked my box. Right which is really frustrating. And that happens even more when you're stealing. So I can take one on it. If we're, if I'm one below you, if I steal one, now I'm one above you and I've got to drag myself down way further to be able to turn my box on again next turn and get that honor drain going on. Now, if I have from turn one, say I've played an ignoble enforcers and an assassinate, I've bottomed myself out to four, then what happens is I've got now quite a long time for just draining your honor down over the course of the game without building my own honor back up. Cause you don't necessarily want to, particularly with um, a lot of the scorpion cards sitting at six honor is the sweet spot. So you can turn on your alibi artist and ma- many other cards like your liar's mask and everything else, if you need it. Um, but they allow you to, I suppose, have a little more control over that low level honor state. Um, and if you really get into trouble, you can chisel it back up. You obviously, ideally, you don't want to. Um, mm. Yeah, before it was just harder to maintain. Okay. Now, you can get low, you can stay low, and just keep draining and draining without having to worry about it. Um, and it's harder for your opponent to to stop that, I suppose. Um, so that's why I think it's a buff. It's, you know, it doesn't happen a lot, but uh, I think most games you play, it would have happened at least once or twice where yeah. you, you have to go that little bit of extra effort to... It does, Drain it does that extra point. make you play a slightly riskier game, which I kind of like as well. You yeah, want to dump yeah. your honor, but then you're not quite as safe when you're really low. But, uh, yeah. Which is no. great. Yeah, That's so, it. I mean, it's I like I like that. Like, I, it doesn't feel like the Stronghold changed a huge amount from my perspective. Like, it wasn't that big of a nerf. It, it does feel easier, easier to use um, in, in this so, regard. 
Uh, for the people listening, uh, I might just give a brief overview of some of the key elements of the deck. I won't go through every card, um, but uh, I'll just give a maybe some flavor for the deck. So province-wise, it's Secret Cache, Upholding, Meditations, Shameful, and Midnight Revels. So I'm guessing Midnight Revels goes under the box. Yeah. Uh, everything else there is is pretty nasty to run into. It's yep. a Keeper of Air deck, so no double provinces there. Uh, it's running mm-hmm. Phoenix Splash. And the Phoenix cards are Oracle of Stone and Display of Power. Yep. So some notable interactions that kind of jump out at me in the deck. Oracle of Stone is really great, I think, when you're playing a low-bid game because, sure, you're sort of drawing two and then discarding two. Uh, you're doing a couple of things. You're filtering cards that you don't need, mm-hmm. and you're actually getting your opponent potentially down to closer to a, a deck-out situation. So mm-hmm. that sort of combos with the Sep and Truthseeker, who, when leaves play, yep. you know, everybody draws two cards, which is kind of nice. Yeah. Uh, there's a I Can Swim and some Displayer Powers. I Can Swim uh, combos kind of nicely with the um, Soshi Illusionist. No, Social Puppeteer. Yeah. Swapping the yeah, bit dials. Social Puppeteer. Really yeah. Yeah. You know what I noticed uh, when the defensive Dishonored deck was starting. Uh, to come around. I was watching Mark Armitage play at Worlds, and in the Dragon matchup specifically, what I would notice is that he would bid one straight out of the gate, you know, drag the his opponents on a down, 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 down. And this is like a three-core environment, remember. But then when he got, when the Dragon got their tower, right, um, the way to deal with the tower was to immediately flip the bid to five, right? So mm-hmm. you just gave him back four honor, and now you can I can swim the tower. Yeah. Um, so this is kind of like that, but the social puppeteer is like, I'm good, I'm just going to swap our bid dials. I'm gonna I'm gonna bid high now. I'm gonna bid, you know, I'm gonna give you some honor, but I'm now gonna be able to deal with that tower. Yeah. I think I can swim is also just the most fun in the world for punishing those those jewel <laughs> those jewel decks that come out. No, like if someone seriously you're fair. you're, yeah, you're, you're fair. shotgun yeah. spraying dishonor all over the table, right? And someone comes out with a day show and they're like, her her her, I'm gonna cancel your <laughs> fucking thing or I'm gonna game a Sedan you or whatever. And then you just flip I can swim because you've bid higher than them. It's the best feeling. It's just Did you guys did you guys see that meme that was going around on the internet about uh, Euron Greyjoy and like the the scorpion shooting the dragon thing from Game of Thrones? No, I missed no, spoilers I by the way. It. Spoilers by the way, just in case. No, no. Nope, it, nope. it was a really it was a really funny meme. Somebody had just kind of like looped this bit where he's like firing the scorpion, and he's got like it's it's firing arrows into like you know, other other areas of the, the show and then other shows, you know, it, it cuts to like a scene of Star Trek and it's got like ships exploding and things and he's firing more arrows and the Death Star explodes, he's firing more arrows and Sauron's tower collapses and all this stuff. So when you said that, when you're like, oh, it's just firing uh, dishonor, spraying, spraying dishonor at the table, I got this picture of like Euron Greyjoy with the scorpion firing fucking arrows and then black tokens just landing on my opponent's cards. <laughs> that's that's how it works. Actually, Scorpion have got that's that amazing. card now. They've, <laughs> they've got that new one where they it dishonors like everybody in the conflict now. You just sort of 
blast and it goes out everywhere. Yeah, Wait, super what? Good stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's one of the spoiled cards um, from one of the new sets. It's um, uh, two fate and during a conflict, dishonor every participating character that's not a courtier. Yeah. Yep. Hello, cunning magistrate and swarm decks. That's... Oh yeah, no, it's like um, cunning <laughs> magistrate. Here I come. <laughs> yeah, right. Absolutely. No, it's it's called something like um. I don't, sorry, I don't quite remember, but it's uh like unspoken etiquette or something like that. It's oh yeah, 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 yeah. I do, I do remember that card. Yeah, super good though. I'm looking forward to that card fit right in here. But anyway, yeah, back to back to Edwin's deck. It's um no look <laughs> sure <laughs> yeah. <laughs> back on topic um no look i i, I really like it I, I played against it during that tournament um it was a really good game um i was playing unicorn or basically i was playing chagsicorn the whole thing was about getting chags <laughs> on the table and running over provinces um the the khan of khans the the real one that is um so but i think the the key thing with edwin's deck is that as i said as merlin mentioned it doesn't have uh, much stat bumps at all it, it operates off um, like it'll submit to to attacks and just run display a power to you know hammer you down and and d- deny your opponent bits and pieces. It doesn't really care about losing honor that way. Really, just helps him enable city the open hand, yeah. chisels you how, down. How quick is he winning with this? Is it fairly fairly? I was early, consistently sort of turn three, turn, turn four. Um, it's definitely a slower deck. Yeah. Like it's not conquesting, but I mean it gets there. He. I sat there and I, I took note of how Edwin was playing it, um, and he was absolutely playing a different style of game. Like it was a very patient game. Like he wasn't putting too much effort into defending his conflicts. Um, like he assassinate, but really only when he needed to to get his box active. Mm-hmm. Um, stuff like that. So he runs the Oracle of Stone and also the favored niece in dynasty side and also the seppin truth seeker and all of that stuff i asked him it's all in there not necessarily to mill your opponent and and grind cards out of their deck um, but all that stuff is in there to help you fish for your backhanded compliments because they're just so important right so mm, they are yeah. the the key card as soon as every backhanded compliment you draw is one less card or one less dishonor point you need to hit your opponent with earlier in the game. Um, so until that yeah, point, think, it's just dishonor everywhere. Yeah, I think Frotop uh, mentioned in one of his uh, videos that um, the secret the secret to a good dishonor deck was being able to draw more cards than your opponent uh, while pressuring their honor. So you're kind of leveraging card advantage. Um yeah, to yeah. A you've got your storehouses, your oracles, your uh, truth seekers, all to to get cards, go for the earth ring, that kind of stuff. Yeah, you'd be really tempted to put some tattered missives in, wouldn't you? Just yeah, <laughs> they have legs. I, I yeah, it's something like this where you're looking for the backhanded compliments. You'd be tempted. Yep. Uh, the, yep, mm. anything like that. I mean, yeah, no, but look, it it does work really well. As I said, other than that, it's pretty straightforward. Like, it's got Cunning Magistrates, um, Kachiko, and, like, Kiriko all in there that just sort of wholesale shut down opponents' guys. Like, they terminate a conflict if you're in trouble. Same with Assassination. Uh, Mark of Shame is a huge swing card. Uh, There's no Um, attachments that he really cares about sticking. Mark of Shame is just for the... 
Disarm yeah, the Which is shame. nice. Makes yeah, all that attack control on control your opponent's bringing just dead cards. Yeah, functionally, it's very great. dead cards. Yep, running Edicts for his... Um, yeah, running Edicts for his Restricted card. Um, and only Shouju and Enforcers as far as big bodies go. They're just two puppeteers. So other than that, it's really standard. But as I said, it's very um, direct. The only thing that probably looks a little out of place is the Goblin Snakes. But um, I saw him play those against me, and it was really there. He held onto them until such a time as I had only one fate left in my pool that I was maybe hanging on to for some reason. Then he'd play the snake and just get rid of that one, and it took a ton of options out of my hand. Which is like, you know, it's a it's how Goblin Snake is used correctly. Um, yeah. And it was, it's a really good... It's the only thing that's not exactly on point with the game plan out of all those other cards. Um, but it, I think it shuts down enough that it, it made a, a pretty big difference. Um, and I thought it, it really came off well. Um, as I said, he went 3-1 and one on this day. He took out first out of nine players, um, many of whom are very good players. And... Um, it was it was a really good deck. It, it worked really well. I think more people should um, put their own spin on it. I think we'll try and post it in the description of the pod. But um, have a crack of the old Dishonor deck and put your own twist on it and see how consistent you can get. I think is it's good. The more yeah. of the more non conquest stuff we can have out there, the better. I think. I really like that. Also, yeah, really making those alternate victory conditions work. Have you yeah, seen this, sure. this unicorn on a bomb deck that people are doing? I have do? dabbled <clears throat> in something similar. Um, it's it's definitely there's something there. Like it, it's definitely doable. Um, I think you run. I've seen two versions. One's out of crane. One's out of lion. Um, the crane one you run festival. So you will like cav reserves and or um, force of the river yeah. to just get tons of little bodies on the table. And then you, bring you them to run, the festival. Yeah, then you drop festival, and they're all honored, and you you can gain like eight honor in a turn, um, and you back that up with like yurt, which is just gain two honor, and then you only need a little bit extra, like you only really need yeah a couple yeah, of nice rings or something. And you do that a couple of times, and you're really coming. You're really really close. Um, I think it's definitely got legs. Um, a unicorn have got enough passive little um, honor bodies now, like the um. The little one coster for two, and you move someone in, he honors someone, and Komoko, and a few other bodies that do quite well um, in that honor matchup. And then obviously the lion side um, is a little more aggressive, which stands to reason, but they do the win a military conflict, honor everybody on your team. Um, and you can also start running stuff out of lion, like uh, stand your ground, where you can dump the honor token and keep your charge targets on the table. So that works really well. Lion in naturally as well. naturally syn- synergizes with the unicorn as well. Yeah. Right, Aaron? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely one of the strong splashes. <clears throat> and each of them splash each other, which is which is great. Maybe not thematic with, with where the story is at at the moment, but great um, <laughs> all the same. <laughs> it's kind of funny that. They're always yeah. mixed up with each other. Look at it that <laughs> oh, way. Yeah. So Lion yeah. are the next. They're the next clan pack, aren't they? I'm excited for that one. Mm. Yeah, next, next month there's some cool stuff in there. Dead King. Yeah, but look, that's all really good. I'm um, we're we're hitting that time where we probably need to wrap it up because everyone's starting to nod off that's listening to the cast. So. <laughs> that's right. Everybody's now pulling up to their their office buildings or wherever, or if you're listening yeah. to it on the way home, they're just arriving at home. Yep. We're not we're not watching you. We're just that good. Yeah. No, I'm um, 
But look, no, I'm excited. Um, I'd love to see if anyone out there has sort of different kind of decks with a different game plan that they likes to run through. I'm dead keen to hear about them. I really like anything different. Like, I don't, not really interested. I think we're not really keen on, you know, good stuff. Phoenix Mark Two. That doesn't yeah, really mean all anything. All those other podcasts can can deal with that. Oh, every, yeah. yeah, let's let's keep the non-competitive stuff over here. <laughs> 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 no, no, but you know, just something. I like to push. Like, I can't play the top deck at all. It doesn't matter what it is. When it was Dragon, I, I just avoided Dragon. When it was Phoenix, I avoided Phoenix. Um, yeah. So does that mean when it's no longer the top deck, you can play it then? That's absolutely correct. That is exactly how it works. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't. You've got like a, a charm placed on you or something, you know? I don't. I just can't like do it. A man. vampire I just, can't walk in sunlight, and you're no. not allowed to play the top deck. I think I like puzzles, <laughs> and I like, yeah. No, I think I like puzzles, and I like to figure out the way to get things done. That's not the standard, um, yeah, which is we- admittedly not the best way to win, but. Um, <laughs> But it's it's my way of yeah. playing, not necessarily. Winning. Yeah, look, my favourite time playing Unicorn was when they were just starting to be kind of okay. Yeah, but um, no. before they got good, because you really had to work for it. Yeah, it was no, I remember. I remember that breed of Unicorn, and they were good. That was rebuild and reprieve. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, and Yurts had just come out. Shiatomi Encampment. That was that time. That was super yeah, good. That was exactly that time. All right, fellas. All right, guys. It has been a good ramble. I dig it. Aaron, thanks, thanks very guys. much for joining us. It was good. We'll have you on again sometime. Thanks for having me. It was great. Good, good. Do you want to plug anything, Aaron? Uh, no. I mean, get out to the guys in Ireland. But, um... Excellent. What's up, Limerick? Yeah, yeah what's up, Limerick? What's <laughs> hey, happening? Justin and the kids. Didn't they They all signed like your playmat or something, didn't they, on your way yeah, out? Yeah, yeah. It was great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Good stuff. I'll sign it for you yeah. as well if you like. Yeah, I'll bring it in. I'll get all, all the WH crew. <laughs> you just collect one from every country. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. All right, guys, I will catch you all next time. All right. Take care, man. See you guys. See you guys. See ya. And...